Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast, and we are ready for part two of the Trisha Goyer interview. In the first part of the interview, we talked about her book, The Grumble Free Year, and how she, her husband, and her seven kids tackled the heart issue of attitude and grumbling. If your household is whiny or in this eye-rolling state, you won't want to miss this episode. So encouragement for young moms. Let's say a young mom who's got kids like eight and under. I'm just thinking of a few moms I know personally who have like four kids, you know, eight and under, and their life just seems chaotic. And it's, they're at that stage where all the kids are just, just whining. And, um, and you and I know that can just grate on your nerves. Yeah. You know, that grumbling. It's exhausting. <laughs> it is. So what, what helps or what strategies did you do during this period that would help, especially that mom with like the younger kids of, of the, the kids who aren't adolescent yet, where at least you can reason with them a little bit more. Yeah, that is so good. And I, I think, well, I mean, go, for sure, praising them when you catch them doing stuff right works a lot better than ignoring them. And then, okay, another thing is practicing right responses, not in the moment. So for example, one of my kids, every time she's outside, she's an outside kid. She hates being inside. She will never sit in front of a television. Mm -hmm. She just wants to be outside riding her bike. But every time I would tell her to come in, it was grumbling. It was complaining five more minutes. And so I realized like, okay, we need to practice her right response. And so, you know, it, it almost seems like being silly, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to pretend to call you and you're going to say, yes, mom. And you're going to run as fast as you can inside. And so we practiced that like three times. And I realized like the next night when I called her, she pauses and you can see it like working in her head. Mm -hmm. And she says, yes, mom. And she ran inside. And so I think so many times we just expect kids to know what to do. And when they don't do it like we want them to, we have unrealistic expectations. When they don't do it like we want them to, then we, they, we get angry with them or they get in trouble or we discipline them. So right. practicing the right way to respond. Okay, let's pretend I'm going to ask you to clean up your toys. Um, okay, we're going we're gonna to put some toys down. It's a mess. I'm going to come in and say, time to clean up your toys. You say, yes, mom. And so just practicing over and over and over again, those right responses, then when the time comes, they know what to do. They know how to respond. And there'll be times, you know, definitely where they still will grumble. But if you catch them like the little bit of picking, starting to pick up a toy, great job, you're picking up your toys. Mm -hmm. um, but it is so much with the positive reinforcement, teaching them the right way to do it, praising them when they do it right. I mean, with, especially with little kids, you could do sticker charts. I mean, we do sticker charts when we're potty training with all these things. You could do it or, you know, M&Ms. Every time you say, yes, mom, instead of grumbling, you could get one M&M. Those little rewards were training them, which, you know, just like potty training, you eventually got where you didn't have to give them an M&M every time. Right. You know, eventually you will work out, but you do have to train them. You have to work out. And then my attitude. I mean, again, if I'm tired, if I'm frustrated, if I'm grumbling, I cannot expect them. And so there'd be times like mommy needs two minutes. And so just going in to my room, taking a deep breath, calming myself down, trying to remember like what the, the it's important that I have a good attitude. That really helps too. So those, I guess those three things, which is the praise, the training them, and then first getting ourselves under control and calming ourselves 
I think that really will help because I know I've had those years with all the little kids running around and the big kids and yeah, it's a lot. As a mom, what did you learn the most from the whole year? You know, I think moms, a a lot of moms think that if they're going to do something, they have to do it perfectly. They have to do it right. Mm -hmm. They have to have it all mapped out. And what I heard from you already was, yeah, we kind of tried this and this didn't work out. And, you know, you kind of went with the flow and you kind of found your way. What are some of the things that you personally learned as a mom that would be helpful for other moms who really want to try to help change this grumbling behavior with their kids or really any behavior that they want changed? Yeah. I, I think one of the things which was completely unexpected was in the middle, well, not even in the middle, in November. So we started in August. In November, my grandma broke her back and she lives with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in like we think our lives are busy anyway, but now we're dealing with my grandma and she's in bed rest and I have to help her all the time. Um, so this is like kind of crisis in the middle of our year that we're trying not to grumble. But in the middle of that, my grandma has dementia, so she can't even remember she ate breakfast. She didn't remember. She woke up every day not remembering her back was broken, mm-hmm. but she would sit there and praise God. She would be in, in pain in her bed, praising God over and over again. And that's the thing that I think the take, one takeaway is she didn't become a Christian until she was in her mid forties, but over the years, her thanking God, praising him, pointing out the good things in her life, she had hardwired herself to praise. And that's just, so that every day I just think about, I can either grumble and I will hardwire my mind to turn to the negative to the grumbling, or I could say, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this moment. I mean, even yesterday I was doing this because I'm way behind in laundry. There's piles and I could walk in there and like, oh, I can't believe all this laundry. I'm like, you know what? Thank you, God, that we have clothes. Thank you that my washer and dryer work works. And it was like that moment of seeing my grandma, which she couldn't even remember that her back was broken, knew how to praise Jesus and knew how to thank him. I'd walk in there. How are you, grandma? The Lord is good to me today. And I'm like, that's something that we can take on. And so in my day, when I feel like grumbling, I'll just remember, like, I can hardwire myself. So when I'm 90, and I can't remember anything else. I will say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. And that was kind of like the takeaway. And it wasn't anything that was planned. It was just like, okay, this makes a difference. So even though some days I feel like grumbling, some days I don't want to work on this. Some days I don't want to apologize. It's like, but when I do that day after day after day, I will be known as a person who's thankful and have gratitude rather than a person who's grumbling. Yeah, what a great perspective. And what you just shared actually has scientific proof, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in, in the secular world. Um, yes. It's all about, right, positive attitude, positive talk, and all of that. But so just as you're mentioning hardwiring, you know, that the brain actually does those repetitive patterns are tied into our, our brain development and kind of what, what our brain gets expected, you know, to respond with our thinking patterns. But then also you were talking about God's word, you know, God's word says over and over and over again, just the value of praise and and looking up. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Looking up towards Christ and it's really developing an an attitude of graciousness, no matter what, you know, it's, I think our world um, tends to be like, well, how can you, how can you be positive when bad things are happening or how can you, it's not just about being positive. It is truly being about this is the day like this, this mm-hmm. is the day I have. And so what if this is my last day? It may sound morbid, but that's really how we should be living. I, 
I think just like your grandma, um, I, I have the privilege to te teach the oldest, oldest Sunday school class in our church. So I'm te teaching 80 and 90 year olds. And um, here in Indiana, you know, we, we're, we're heading into winter here. So fall for us can kind of be, oh, winter's coming. And so we had this, um, we had some really cloudy days and a really sunny day. And I just was kind of talking with them as we were starting class the other Sunday about the weather. And one of the older ones said, um, you know, whatever God gives us that day is what he gives us. So we shouldn't yeah. complain, you know, it's really what he gives us. And it was such a new perspective of here. We talk about, Oh, today's a cloudy day. I wish it was a sunny day. And just even grumbling about that. Whereas her life experiences just that again, that gratitude for mm -hmm. this is the day we can't complain about it. So why, why complain about it? Yeah, and she was, my grandma was, was born in 29, lived through the Depression. She yeah. lived in a boxcar. Her family, yeah. her dad turned a boxcar into a house. And so anytime, even before we did this, every time that my kids would complain about what they don't like for dinner, do you know what we ate? We ate beans oh. every night. <laughs> Just those, and it does, it does help. And I think having that perspective, that long-term perspective, like we have so much to be thankful for. We yeah. should not be complaining, you know, right. and so it is, I, I love that. I just love that she's here and um, that my kids get to interact with her. And it is that good reminder that we just need to be thanking God. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got just about one more minute left. If you would have, um, you've shared so many good practical tips with, with moms, what piece of encouragement would you give moms who, who try to tackle something like this or just, again, something kind of small. I think moms get so discouraged um, in attempting something new with their kids. Mm -hmm. um, what, what one tip would you give them about starting something new that they really want to be kind of a game changer for their family culture? Yeah, and I think one of the things was if you if you're faithful and just doing a little bit every day, it'll add up in the long run. So like one month in, I'm like, oh, I don't even know if this is working. No one's changing. Two months in, I'm like, I, I still don't know. Like I kind of saw something. By I think it was four months in, I was kind of getting discouraged because I'm like, are we changing at all? So I started writing down. Well, I guess so and so doesn't complain every time, and I, I made a list of changes and after four months I could see changes it wasn't because things change gradually right. day by day but by focusing on it at the end of four months and then by the end of the year I for sure saw big changes and I talk about one of those in the book there was this this Build-A-Bear moment that where it could have been everyone grumbling that we were able to turn it around and make it a joke and everyone was laughing and we, you know we talked about having the best day ever on what would have been a really disappointing day and it was like that was near the end of the year but every day it's hard to see the changes but if we are faithful mm -hmm. if you just say today I'm just gonna we're gonna work on the scripture today I'm gonna just say thank you to God out loud in front of my kids mm -hmm. the next day you do something else those little changes over time will make a difference in the long run with our kids. So don't give up. Don't feel discouraged. I, that was me. I felt discouraged like three months in. I'm like, this is not working. <laughs> but at the end, and definitely we're two years out because it took a while to write the book and get all that. So we're two years right. out. I could see, I could see huge changes. Like when going back and reading where we were when we started, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, we're so different. And I'm so thankful because we're not in that place anymore. We yes. could have been stuck in that grumbles and complaints and everyone on each other. So that time our house is peaceful, even though it's loud. Yeah. There's lots of kids. It's peaceful. Yeah. There's an underlying current of peace instead of discontent in our home. Yes. Amen. I, um, I, I often um, try to encourage people to focus on growth, mm -hmm. you know, to focus on, on growing, um, not about what is not changing. Cause just like you said, what's, 
it's easy to look at something and say nothing's changing, but when yeah. we stop to see where we see growth, yeah. um, and growth is what really does change things over time. Trisha, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I am so excited. I'm part of your launch team, so I'm excited to continue sharing um, the content of this book. And I just love your practical living out wisdom. I think for a lot of young moms, and even moms um, in the stage of raising teens, because you've, you've got the spectrum there, they really need to see someone who's walking it out. Uh, I think a lot of times we just tend to look at our Instagram moments. Right. I know when I was, when I was in a hard place as a mom, I need someone just a few steps ahead to look at, to, to see them kind of saying, oh, look, like they're making it and it's not perfect. Right. And I just want to affirm that in, in you, that that's one thing I, I see through your platform, through your books, through your, just your honest social media sharing is that you're, you're really sharing with other people how to walk things out, but you're also real about what that looks like too. And that's what so many moms need um, to see and hear. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm in the middle of it. I can hear kids screaming in the other room right now. Yeah, so yeah. Getting up for breakfast. So yeah, so it's well, very real around here. It is. So well, we'll let you go, but where can they find you, Trisha? Where can they purchase Grumble for a year and where can they continue to connect with you? Yeah, my website is just trishagoyer.com and Trisha's T-R-I-C-I-A and Goyer's G-O-Y-E-R. And on all social media platforms, if you put in Trisha Goyer, I will pop up. And then um, for the book, they can go to my website or also thegrumblefreeyear.com. And I have resources and graphics and different things there. Um, so yeah, thegrumblefreeyear.com. We've been away for a few months and I want to give a shout out to my editor, Cassie, who has a brand new baby, baby Hazel. So we want to welcome Hazel to this world. We want to thank Cassie for all of her work that she does to make this podcast possible. And I'm excited to share a brand new season of life-changing, challenging, biblical principle podcasts for you this season. I know in the first season, we focused a lot on parenting and a lot for moms. This season, we're going to still do that, but we're going to go a little bit deeper. My passion truly is to speak into this culture during this age that God has placed us in. And my, my passion as a Christian and as a Christian leader, as a seasoned woman, mom, as one who has loved scripture and who's who has learned that biblical applications are relevant to our lives. They are um, changing us. And as our culture draws us away from scripture, as our Christian culture draws us away from scripture, my hope and prayer is that we're not only going to talk about topics related to life, faith, and family beyond the storybook image, but I'm also going to really be challenging all of us to dig deeper into the word of God and how his principles in his word apply to our life. Join us next time for the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast.